welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. In the last episode, we talked about how Mordecai would not bow down to Haman. Haman, I don't know that I would have bowed down to Haman. I'm just going to say that. He was a little bit of a sneaky little creepy guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> to put it kindly. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the king's trusted servant, <laughs> trusted mm-hmm. second in command. Yeah. The king went, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can kill the people. That's not a big deal. I'll give you my ring to prove it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, in other words, to back you up on this whole adventure. So, endeavor. I don't know if adventure, adventure. was the right yeah, word. Yeah, that's all right. Endeavor's better. <laughs> Endeavor, right. Um, Haman gave him, offered to give him tons of money. King said, ah, keep the money. I'm good. Right? Yep. So anyway, I'm being pretty lazy about something that was pretty horrible. In the that's last pretty one. incredible to me that the king even turns the money down. It's such a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And the king's like, oh, it's okay. You can, don't worry about the money. Yeah. And that, that wasn't a clue to how bad this was going to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's just... Oh. Just a... Another clue that he is completely clueless. clueless. Yes. Yeah. Thank God for Esther. And we are thanking God for Esther. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. yes, we are. All right. Well, Terry, do you want to read our passage for today? Mm-hmm. Esther 3, verses 12 through 15. Then on the 13th day of the first month of royal secretaries, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out in the script of each province, in the language of each people, all Haman's orders to the king's satraps, the governors, and the various provinces, and the nobles of the various peoples. These were written in the name of King Xerxes himself and sealed with his own ring. Dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the text of the edict was sent to was to be issued as law in every province and make known to the people of every nationality so they would be ready for that day the couriers went out spurred on by the king's command and the edict was issued in the citadel of susa the king and haman sat down to drink but the city of susa was bewildered yuck yeah bewildered i mean it's like all of a sudden one day we're all going to be killed. What is going on? Mm-hmm. We've been living here. We've been going about our lives. We're serving the king. What? Well, and you have to imagine that there were a lot of other nationalities living there too. Probably made everybody stop and think, well, if, if it's the Jews' turn, then you know, are we going to mm-hmm. be next? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would imagine the whole city, all the people were like, what, are, what should we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the definition that, that's in the um, homework says a verb meaning to be confused, complexed, to mill around, wander aimlessly. Mm. It indicates a confused state of mind and activity because of not knowing what to do. Yeah. I, I think sometimes if, for me, if I can understand why something happened, then I know how to take action against it. But if something just happens... Um, I'm remembering 9-11. Like, I was oh. like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. It was just this... Confusion. It feels mm-hmm. similar to me of what was happening yeah. with it was the disorienting mm-hmm. when that happened. I, I felt very disoriented. Right. I um, think a nation, our nation, our nation, maybe the world yeah. did too at yeah. some point. Yeah. And yeah, you don't quite know what to do with that information. Right. How do you process it? 
Yeah, and, and I think sometimes trying to understand the origin or something, and the people couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. King didn't even get it. I'm on the king, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Rosemary's not He's not my buddy pal. Thing. No. I'm feeling really sorry for Esther at this point. <laughs> well, they have to feel like everybody was against them. The king mm-hmm. satraps, the governors, the nobles of all of the different peoples, people groups, um, they all received that edict. So it wasn't just some little, you know, little deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Like on Monday, we're going to have a little get-together potluck or something. It wasn't like that. And it was in everybody's language. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't going out in the language of the nation. This was everybody is going Mm -hmm. to understand exactly what is going to happen and exactly when it is going Mm -hmm. to happen. So I was just wondering, how long does it take to get all these dispatches out to the 127 um, different provinces? provinces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did like the city find out first, and then it rolled out and out and out? Did they wait until well, the I couriers think, would have arrived at the, at the furthest point and just gave them out all in one day? I think it was kind of like the Pony Express. You know, I take the message, and then I deliver it to you, and then you take yeah. the message, and you deliver it. So it kind of mm-hmm. spread it's, outward, yeah, I think. rolled out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we didn't talk about this yesterday, but um, Haman cast lots to decide when the day was. So mm-hmm. there was going to be a specific day, and it was mm-hmm. almost a full year mm-hmm. from when Haman decided to do this, and the actual day that it was to happen was yeah. almost a full year. So plenty of time to have everything transcribed, to have all those edicts sealed and sent yeah. and delivered. So yeah. wait, let's camp on that for a minute. Why do you think he cast lots? Hmm. He had all the power. Why would he give it to just this? The casting of lots, they would use stones. Mm-hmm. They might have, it could have been two ways. They could have had a board with dates and, and months on it, and wherever the stones landed, that would indicate what that was. Or it could have been like dice where you have different sides mm-hmm. to it, and that's how they determined it. I think it was just kind of part of the culture, don't you? I mean, they were either consulting the stars or consulting lots, or they were always looking for a propitious day. Mm-hmm. You know, what would be the best day according to whatever mm-hmm. their belief system mm-hmm. was. I think mm. that it's so that he was not fully accountable for it. That's what I'm thinking. Because mm. then he could say, well, the gods said... We cast the lot. We, yeah. we did. We cast the lot. And even Christians cast lots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Thurman. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a way of having holy discernment. Although I'm going to correct that for a second. The Jews. The Israelites, the Jews. The, the Jews. The, the, we were Christians not Christians yet. <laughs> um, a little detail, if not. Right, you know, a little. Yeah. Um, but it was a way of, of God speaking to mm-hmm. them. Determining so, God's will. Right. Yeah. But it was not always used that way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a way for him to be like, well, that's what the gods told mm-hmm. me. So it's on them. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that sure. makes sense. Weasley, just another way for him to not have full accountability. Well, that's it. It's like he had all that control in the areas he wanted it and then ways that he would move so that he wouldn't get caught if something came back at him. It was like, but really, we cast lots. What, else, what more do you want? Yeah. This is what we yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm. Which culturally was very acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm, he's just dirty. And that could have been a part of it, like... Like you were saying, went to the satraps, the governors, this it was like encompassing 
all over. They had done what they were supposed to do, cast the lots. They had everything was done the way it was supposed to go, but the outcome was like, what? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. One question I had, it, I know they were talking about how it went out all over the provinces, but then when they said they sent it to um, Susa, it was in the capital of Susa. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. The edict went out in the capital of Susa, and the people were bewildered. Well, so first to Susa, because that's where the right. palace was, and then it spread out from there. Right. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was like... So here's, here's the other part of that. Um, I'm going to give up a little bit of the story... And it's like it gets turned around. Then you got to send all these people out quickly before they kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Like, right? Because this wasn't like a free for all. What's that? The Purge or something? Some movie, oh, movie? where yeah. it's just like, hey, on this day you can do whatever you want. My mm -hmm. poor Marcel. Is that yes. okay? So this wasn't that way. No, this was the military is going to come and this is going to be a government act that we will kill all of these people. This was not a free-for-all. Yeah, don't go out right. and kill your neighbor because he's a Jew. We're, we've got it handled. Yeah, we right. will take care of this. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I like how this is, like how this is said. That's, I don't really like it, but <clears throat> it's like there's no hope for anybody to come out of that alive because they're ordered to destroy... And kill and annihilate. annihilate. Yeah, there's no I mean, question. Every word gets bigger yeah, and bigger. Stronger. But um, there's no hope there for stragglers. Just hmm. the words keep getting bigger and worse. Yeah. And the reward was you get all their stuff. The plunder. Right? You get to take all their stuff. So why would you leave anybody alive if you could take everything they've got, if you hmm. get rid of them? We're going to find out. I know I'm giving, I'm jumping ahead in Esther, but she progressively asks the king. And it's interesting when you were just saying that. With it, It's like um, destroy, kill, annihilate. It, it's like that got, progressively the wording of this was bigger, bigger, and bigger. And I, I kind of just wonder if that was almost a cultural thing, like that's how they would ask or that's how they would um, describe the intensity of something. You know how language does that sometimes? Mm -hmm. Anyway. It's just interesting when you said that. Well, and also how you accept stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. destroy. Mm, okay, I accept that. Kill. Oh, that's that's a little harder to accept. But mm -hmm. okay, annihilate. Well, ooh. Well, you know. Oh, okay, it's kind of that slippery slope. Mm -hmm. You're already at kill. Why not annihilate? Yeah, right. right. But if I know you jumped straight to annihilate, that, that might feels... have been a. Yeah, like that's a red flag. I was going to say that feels too harsh, but come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, destroy yeah. all. Yeah, yeah women sounds... and children. I, yeah. oh. Right, so that's a good point. All the women and children were going mm, to be yeah. killed. Nobody was going to be left alive. Young and old, no matter what. Think yeah. about how big Persia is, all these provinces. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of people. This was a lot of people. That was overwhelming to me. I think that's where I started getting mad at the king, going, what word didn't you understand yeah. on yeah. this? And I think it was the one where it was like, pay attention. <laughs> I think that's the part. Well, and how about the fact that the king and Haman are sitting down to drink? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, okay. That sounds good. Let's go yeah. have a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, because um, they were thirsty. I was thinking no, about clearly. the people, um, starting with the people in Susa, because they got the edict first, and it was a year away. The time that they had to yes. worry mm. and mm -hmm. prepare and the fear and the uh, anxiety that was building, building, building toward that one day. 
I just, oh. I know that it is in modern times much more convenient to do things than it was then. Mm -hmm. But I just have to think that if I knew that in a year that all the people, all my family who lived in this area was going to be killed, I would hightail it out of there. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that too, but if you remember the Jews in um, World War II, they didn't have, although they didn't have this clear of an edict, mm-hmm. right? But it was almost like this slow building, this slow building, this slow building. So I think there's this part like this bewilderment, this could not possibly be Well, they couldn't be believe true. it. Yeah, they right. just couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. And then if yeah. this is the only place you've known, what do you, where do you go? Or what if you don't have the means? You, right. Yeah. And you know, now we can get on a plane and we can go somewhere else mm-hmm. or we can drive away in our car. This would have been packing your camel and you know everything. Yeah. And um, remember, they were captives. In Persia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so, yeah, they weren't, I, I don't know, while they had livelihood and they were allowed to do things, I'm not sure what kind of restrictions might have been on them as captives. Mm-hmm. And as we studied in Nehemiah, the trip from mm-hmm. the capital to anywhere is not an easy trip no, either. So not, I just feel like I would still come up with a way yeah, to, would to, to so. not try and get out yeah. of there. Part yeah. of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my culture speaking, mm-hmm. you know, because my inclination would not to be to, which we'll get to, rip my clothes and put sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> and ashes I'd be like, put everything on that you possibly can let's so go. that we don't have to pack as much. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. hightail it, yeah. you know? But they're also with, um, what is it, Ogilgork? Oligarchy. Yeah. yeah. So there's this the king. Okay, it is right. That was just a funny moment. She's the one who pronounces everything correctly. Right. <laughs> she just had trouble with that word, and the three of us all jumped in on that. Go ahead. So I what did was not. There, Terry? I did not pre-plan for that, for that word. <laughs> I didn't practice that. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we have a different mindset here yeah. because we have voting rights. Because we can say no. They don't have the mindset that that they okay, can say this no. is an edict, but I, no, we're not going to do that. That's not right. that's not in their brain at all. Yeah. It's not a part of their culture, their society, um, like it is for us. That's a so, good point. You know, when they are yeah. given this edict, they don't have a choice in their head. Well, right? remember when we learned about when we were studying in Nehemiah, you know, the people have been living in Jerusalem with those broken down walls mm-hmm. for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Why didn't somebody st- instead of being more and more depressed and feeling demoralized, why didn't somebody say, "Hey, we could make this better. We could rebuild the wall." But they didn't, not mm-hmm. until Nehemiah came. And I think, doesn't this take place before Nehemiah? This takes place so before Esther Nehemiah. Esther takes place before mm-hmm. Nehemiah. So Jerusalem was like a really, eh, not yeah, so good not option. such a great option. Yeah. To run to. What, mm-hmm. what would have been your instincts? I know you were saying you would have taken off. Oh, heck off. yeah. Yeah. Or I would have built an underground bunker mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have, um, I would have said, all right, everybody come over. We're going to spend the next few months just loving each other and having a good time and fellowshipping. And if that's to be our end, let's get together. Let's get our family, all of our family, and um, let's enjoy our time that we have left with each other. Mm-hmm. How about you, Angie? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm with Suzanne. I would have 
packed everybody up and done whatever plotting and scheming I needed to do to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd go to bed one night, and the next morning, none of us would We'd be, be around. We'd be gone. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. we were a big family and having that connection, that party like you're talking about, it would have been like a little move here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we would have yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah. Every, every day. Right, your tent every day would have moved 25 feet <laughs> yeah. so nobody notices, you know, pretty soon. Until you're outside the gate. Pretty soon you're in Asia. Well, I mean, it, certainly it is. They were in a walled city. And so it would have oh. been hard to just sort of Go. Go and get all your stuff past those gatekeepers. There would have been guards. and mm-hmm. That's you know, true. It wouldn't have been an easy out. That's where the tunnel comes in. Yeah, you have to dig a tunnel. Oh, shot year. redemption. But, yeah. right. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that we're in the Middle East, right? Yes. yes. Sand. sand. Lots of sand. Lots no of tunnel sand. digging. Can they, you dig a tunnel? I know they absolutely. have caves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. dig a tunnel? Yeah. 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 Hmm. The, um, I just dig a hole in the wall. Filling cut out a hole. Well, you have They're to have structural support and whatever, yeah. you but... You can't do that if you're trying to get away on the sly. You have a you year. You got a year. Have you never seen the Shawshank Redemption? I did not watch it. <laughs> I don't watch the poster. I'm telling you now. What say ye, fuzzy britches? You know what? You put a poster up on the wall, nobody's going to suspect anything. That's right. Hang a rug. I don't watch those and away you movies. They're too sad and they stay with me for too long. Oh, I can't do it. It is a good It's one. a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, actually. Well, this is just a very short passage, and we've kind of talked about this a lot, but um, as we're finishing up, who are some modern day, I say modern very loosely, but non-biblical mm-hmm. um, Christian heroes that, and, and real Christian, not like... <laughs> Not like I said Christian for, you know, however many years ago. Um, but who are some Christian heroes, so to say, um, People that, really you think, up for the yeah, that yeah. you look to, admire? Well, I did kind of Wikipedia that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing that I saw was how many Christians are dying every year for their faith around the world. Mm. It's a staggering number. So there are a lot of men and women and children out there who are standing up for their faith and giving their lives for it these days. Um, I kind of went back to World War II when the Nazis were taking over Germany. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a pastor um, who was uh, sent to a concentration camp and killed for his faith. Um, Corrie Timboom, kind of the same time frame. Mm-hmm. She was a Dutch um, woman who... Um, could have been killed for helping the Jews. Um, fortunately, she wasn't. But I, I mean, I think that there are a lot of instances where um, Christians have sacrificed everything mm. for their faith. Mm-hmm. But Terry, you had somebody that we, yeah. we loved when you mm-hmm. mentioned. Yep. I thought about Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. He um, has strong, uh, has stood strong in his faith and stood up for Christ and he has taken a lot of heat, a mm-hmm. lot of heat, and people are, you know have something negative and bad to say about him at every turn. But he just he stands firm in his um, Christianity, and I've seen like interviews and uh, talks that he has given, and he's really a great guy. He's a great guy, yeah. I'm a Florida girl, so you know the Gators are a big deal. But yeah, I mean, he, I, I think I told you guys, I was watching a news uh, football game with my husband the other night, and, and they were talking about the past Heisman Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that Tebow won the Heisman. So he was like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, 
that didn't translate in his career. And, uh, and my dad always said it was because he was faithful in the locker room and the people in the mm-hmm. locker room did not like that. Yeah. There, so there's other reasons. Let me just chat that up for just mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. I love football. I'm just going to shout out to my kids. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you do like a fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Well, my, my son is going, Mom, we're going to do the mom league where the moms will pick whoever they want for their players, and then we'll just have to trade our heads off to get even a kind of a good team. (laughs) (laughs) That is rude. I know. Well, he goes, there's some moms that will just pick Packers. There's other moms that will pick because they like the color Mm -hmm. of the jersey or stuff like that. So I've studied football, right? So, And I was doing it right around Tim Tebow's time. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Generally, a Heisman Trophy winner will make it in the NFL. And his skills didn't quite match in his ability to read the field. And it was he could get away with it in college because he was big, he was quick, he was really mm-hmm. good, quite good. But it's a whole new game in professional. It's much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he definitely has backup. He, he could have easily been a good backup quarterback or been mm-hmm. on any team, but the NFL does not want to pick up a whole bunch of controversy. The NFL doesn't want to have all that in their locker room. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have all that with people chanting, like, let's say he was there, and they're going, Tebow, Tebow, and they want to put him in. Like, that takes down your first-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a great guy. A lot yeah. of people wanted yeah. him on the team, but that is a big piece why nobody would pick him up is they just didn't want everything that came with mm-hmm. it. Which is so crazy, though, because nobody's, you know, right now they're talking about Colin Kaepernick. Right. And... Um, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Everybody wants him to get hired by somebody. Not the NFL. <laughs> NFL doesn't want him. In the NFL, it's not because of the race issues. They're saying they don't want the drama. They don't want yeah, the it's drama. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Even though he had that private. Yeah, well, he, he never. Wasn't nobody good. picked him up. They're nobody like, did pick him up. This is a waste. Okay. Right. This is a waste. Yeah. Okay. He, he did a lot of things to manipulate that too. That okay. weren't really All right. good. That but, weren't really. But the thing with that is he doesn't have the skill. He didn't have it. He didn't have it when he was cut. Mm-hmm. I think he was benched, and then he started the kneeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he his skills themselves weren't showing weren't it. Weren't showing it. So we're just doing a little bit of football knowledge here. <laughs> yeah. People in the faithless. Of which, I, have which I am not a great football right. knowledger, yeah. But it's like, but the good point on that with Tim Tebow is that was all the drama yeah. and all the stuff mm-hmm. that came with yeah. it, the people that hated him and didn't. And the thing that I love is when I keep hearing him, I can hear that love of Christ coming through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this love for his fellow man who mm-hmm. are being rotten, yeah. really, to him. So, Does anybody else have anybody that they were able to think of? I thought of Chris Pratt. He's in the Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, right now he's doing okay, but I'm sure there have been... He was not, things weren't offered for him, you know, and he's doing mm-hmm. things that are, like, very different from the Hollywood scene, and it's bothering people mm. and stuff like that, so... Like insisting on marriage. <laughs> like these little <laughs> things. <laughs> but the, like an exclusive marriage. I guess marriage is okay in Hollywood. But I mean like... Well, for a year or two. two. Yeah. <laughs> Each time. Yeah. Each time. Yeah. But. Who was it? Elizabeth Taylor, I think, who said, well, I married them all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Some of them twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, I mean, there's a huge variety of people and... Mm-hmm different walks of life and some big people, right. you know, yeah. like these big famous people and then some people who... Some like these thousands who are killed every right. year that we never even hear about. We'll never know a name. Yeah. Sometimes it requires a big, gigantic stage. 
um, like Tim Tebow. And sometimes it just requires a quiet, steady faith. You know, and I to make a difference. I want to just put it there's a kid named Robbie when we were in high school, and the teacher came around the had us all put our desk towards Robbie because Robbie was stupid enough to be a Christian and believe in Jesus. <gasps> oh. And Rob, I didn't know enough about... How old were you? Uh, 14. Oh, right. my goodness. So this is bullying. Oh, and I just remember watching him mm. stand in his faith with Jesus. And I was mm-hmm. so impressed by that. The teacher lost completely. Mm. Yeah. And he didn't realize he'd lost. And I just remember his faith. And that's something as a Christian mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I still remember his faith. So sometimes it's just standing yeah. right where you are. We yeah. all have that potential yeah, to be that stander person. Awesome. We don't have to play football. We don't. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Because that's a lot of sweaty, yucky smelling guys. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Not to mention you get your... <laughs> Get your clock cleaned. Yes. yes. Big time. Yes. At one point in my life, I was going to be the kicker. My husband explained to me, that wouldn't work for very long, honey. I'd say, they're not allowed to touch me. It's against the rules. <laughs> and he said, okay, ready? Boom. boom. Now, you're going to get up? Let's make this through. <laughs> he goes, we'll take five yards. I don't care. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting it now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, would somebody like to pray for us as we wrap things up for the day? Sure. Father, we're grateful that we have this time together. We're grateful that we have your word to study uh, that can point us in the right directions. We're thankful for the history that we're reading about um, that can keep us mindful of what's going on today and keep our eyes uh, peeled for maybe warning signs or um, things that would just recognize if things don't seem to be right. We just pray that you would give us discerning eyes and discerning hearts, Lord, that we would be on the watch for anyone like Haman that might come into our lives and begin to um, bamboozle us and and take us off into the wrong path. We pray that um, you would always just keep our eyes open, Lord. And um, just pray for everyone that's listening today that they would get a blessing from this uh, football lesson and and, uh, bring us back again next time, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>